Hello, Outperformers. In this episode of the Outperform podcast, you're going to hear me talk about one of my favorite topics, and one of my favorite concepts, which is being intentional. And in psychological terms, this is what we would call identity-based behavior. Now, this is a topic that I've actually been talking about for years. It's something that I've heard mentioned by people like James Clear and Atomic Habits. And it's a different way of thinking about what you do every single day and how you're going to show up to have a better quality of output and a better quality of performance towards whatever it is that you're doing. And the best way that I can probably describe it is, you know that I come from an athletic background, right? Let's just say that you've got two different athletes that are showing up and it doesn't even matter what sport we're talking about, but let's just say that they're required or they're going to practice for two hours. One athlete shows up and for lack of a better term, they're just going through the motions. They're just focused on, okay, these are the different skills and drills and different things that I have to do for two hours. And they're not really putting focus and intentionality into what it is that they're doing. And then let's say that you've got a second athlete that is highly invested and that is thinking about, no, this is the intentionality, not just about what I'm going to do, but who I'm going to be and how I'm going to show up. And I'm going to actually use that intentionality as far as the identity that I'm bringing to the practice or to a given situation to then drive my behavior as far as, as what I'm doing. And you can probably guess that as far as the performance improvements between those two people, that latter athlete or that one that approaches it a very specific way is going to have such a higher quality of performance and better performance improvements than someone that's just showing up and is just focusing on, I need to go through all of these different practices, skills and drills, etc. The same way that we can all be guilty of just showing up and, okay, I'm looking at my calendar for the day and these are the meetings that I have. These are the emails that I need to send out, the phone calls that I have to make, the tasks that I need to do. And we can all be guilty sometimes of just only focusing on what we need to do instead of who we need to be and how we want to show up. And I think a far better way is that if we can just be intentional, not just about all the behaviors, actions, and activities, and things that we need to do, but if we can actually be more intentional with the identity that we want to bring to the field of play, watch what what not only happens between the quality of our own performance, but also the quality of how other people respond to us, whether we're talking about a personal or a professional context, and just how much better results we get from kind of an ROI or return on investment for our time and energy in doing anything that we do. So I hope you enjoy this short clip from one of my keynote speeches talking about being intentional and identity-based behavior. And as always, keep outperforming. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics 
And each week, it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Now this third part and what we're gonna wrap with is actually talking about excellence and execution. And in the book, I actually have 10 different principles of excellence and execution. They are own it, live it, love it, shove it, internalize it, externalize it, stack it, track it, speak it, and tweak it. I think it's pretty catchy, right? Those are the 10 different principles of excellence in execution. It's sort of like if you're a card player, if you've ever been to Vegas or otherwise, it's sort of like if you do those 10 things, you're going to stack the deck more in your favor, and you're going to stand a better shot at being able to execute towards what you want. Now, obviously, I don't have time to be able to go into all 10. I'm just going to give you two. Two that I think are particularly impactful on the field of play of just what we do in life, as well as project management. And the first one is live it. How many of you start each day with some form of a task list or to-do list of just here's what I would like to achieve or what I would like to accomplish during my day. You know what we call these in the speaker business? We call these dinosaur arms. When people like half lift their arms, like we gotta get those arms all the way up out performers, come on. I do too. I start my days with a task list or a to-do list. I'm old school. I actually like writing down the things that I would like to advance or I'd like to accomplish throughout the day. And I love crossing them out as I go through those. Sometimes I go back and I cross it out a second time because it just feels so good while you're doing it. But to be honest with you, the live it part of it, you know, we think a lot in our lives about all the things that we have to do and all the things that we need to do. I don't know that we always do a fantastic job of thinking about who we need to be and how we need to show up. That is what I'm talking about with live it, is actually showing up with intention. In psychology, this is what we call identity-based behavior. And instead of just focusing on the behaviors of, okay, I need to have this conversation, I need to lead this meeting, I need to finish this proposal. Instead of just focusing on the behaviors, it's actually anchoring in, no, this is how I want to show up on the field of play as the best identity or best version of me. And I'm gonna let that drive my behavior and what I actually do on the field of play. It's a better way to have a higher quality of performance for you as well as for your teams and for the people around you. So what does this actually look like? I'll give you a couple of examples. This is actually a little bit of a blast from the past. This is back in 2016. This is Lori Hernandez. It was at the Olympics in Rio. She's with the US women's gymnastics team. 
And this was right before she was going to go out and she was going to do her final floor routine, right? Do you remember it? Yeah? Right before she was going to go out and do her final floor routine, it was still kind of hanging up in the air. Like, is the U.S. women's gymnastics team going to win gold? I mean, you're talking millions, millions of people all around the world watching her at this very moment, right? Now, I don't know the first thing about gymnastics. If I tried to do a cartwheel over here, tried to do like a somersault, I'd probably break my neck and my back and you'd all get a really good laugh out of it. But she wasn't thinking like, I need to put my hands here and I need to put my legs there and spin and twist and turn this, this way and that way. She wasn't thinking about her behaviors. The cameras caught her literally just saying to herself, I got this. I got this. Anchoring in some type of phrase that generated confidence as far as how she wanted to show up and letting that drive her behavior on the field of play, in this case, the mat. Sure enough, she went out there, had a fantastic floor routine. U.S. women's gymnastics team wins gold. The rest is history. Give you another example. I get asked the question all the time. Scott, what's the last thing that you say to yourself before you get on stage, before you speak? Whether it's a ballroom, conference room, locker room, Zoom room, etc. What's, what, what's the last thing that you say to yourself? If you would have had me speak, I've been speaking for about six or seven years. If you would have had me here about five years ago, probably would have been a slightly different experience. Because when I first started speaking, I used to have kind of a bad tendency to just put, and I still do this from time to time, I'm betting I'm not the only one in this room that could be guilty of this, sometimes have a tendency to put a lot of pressure on myself to deliver outcomes, right? And we established that you only ever have indirect control over some of these outcomes. So early on when I was speaking, it would be me thinking about right before I go on stage, yeah, I mean, that Great Lakes chapter up there, I'm sure they've had some fantastic speakers and like, I need to be that guy. I need to outperform them all and I need to get these scores on my speaking evaluations. I need to get a standing ovation. And it was almost like this crippling pressure I would put on my shoulders that I didn't feel allowed the best version of me to actually come out. So a shift that I've made, and I got this just from you know, it was one time when I was doing a keynote and I asked another speaking coach to just come watch me, just like, hey, can you give me some feedback on how I'm doing? And, and I got done and he said to me afterwards, he said, you know, I liked your messaging, I liked your content, but he said, I gotta ask you, are you having fun up there? I said, well, I mean, yeah, I'm having fun up there, but honestly, I'll have a lot more fun if I know that the audience likes me and if they're laughing at my jokes, you know, and if they're interacting and whatnot. But you can very easily kind of chicken and egg that, right? Where it's like, what if me actually having a little bit more fun would potentially lead to more of that result that I want? So honestly, the last thing I say to myself before I get on any stage, big or small, is I just tell myself to bring the joy. That's just my thing. You can think it's corny if you want, that's fine, I'm good with that. But I literally just tell myself that. And again, then whether my technology fails or I bumble through a story or you don't laugh at my jokes, like I can always control how much joy I bring to a given situation. And I feel like when I do that, the best version of me comes out in terms of my behaviors. And then normally those results end up taking care of themselves. So we're gonna take a couple of quick minutes for the last part of interaction during this. 
And I just want to know if you were to just have whatever that outcome is that you're striving towards, if you were to have just one word or maybe one phrase that represents your best identity or how you want to show up on that field of play, what would that be for you and why? Let's get one more. Go right here. Yeah, go ahead. Positive. Positive. Okay. Why do you choose positive? Positivity is contagious. Yeah, it is. Sort of like fun. Let's let him repeat it because we can't hear them. Yep. Well, that's why I'm trying to repeat it back. So it was positive. Go ahead. Positive or positivity uh, yep. helps the team always. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So thanks to, to everyone. I'm sure we had some at this side of the room that would have volunteered as well. But appreciate all of that interaction. The interesting thing to kind of put a capper on this part of it is I always say you don't need this identity-based behavior when it's 70 degrees and sunny outside. And like the birds are chirping and it's all roses and rainbows and things are just like perfect in the world. You actually need your identity-based behavior maybe when you don't feel like being positive, when it's a little bit difficult to have fun, when I don't necessarily feel like bringing the joy. You know, when you find that you're a little bit stressed out and it's difficult to relax, that's where if you want to know a distinguishing characteristic between what outperformers do and what the norm does, is the norm lets the environment dictate how they show up on any given day. Oh, if things are going really well, you know, then I'll be in a good mood, but if the stuff is hitting the fan, I'm going to go the other way. Versus outperformers say, no, 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 whether the stuff is hitting the fan or whether things are going well, this is how I'm committed to showing up because this represents the best version of me. If you do that part of it, again, watch not only what happens to the quality of your own output and performance, but watch how other people respond to you, whether it's team members, peers, family, friends, etc., because you'll be showing up as the best version of you. Hello, outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity, and I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. -E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit 
to resiliency and focus, to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day, personally and professionally. Once again, if you'd like to access those free resources, head on over to scottwelly.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.